Lord, Father, God, I come to this moment right now to just say thank you. Um, I thank you for this time right now to go into prayer, to go into conversation with you, and to lift up the Zamora family in prayer. Um, I thank you for sending them out to Florida to embark on the journey of expanding your church, um, starting a new ministry out there, Lord. I want to say thank you. Um, I thank you that you have entrusted them. I thank you for their faithfulness and their obedience to go out there and uproot their family and to start something new, Lord. Um, They are currently in a space right now where they are looking to find a physical gathering space for this new church. And so, Lord, I just ask that you lead them to a space that someone opens their heart and not only opens their hearts, but opens their doors to them so they can be able to gather and be able to serve you and to be able to serve um, those who are in need. Because obviously you sent them to that community because there is a need, Lord. So we ask that you just help them facilitate that need, Lord. Um, You know, help them to stay faithful, to stay obedient, to stay hopeful, um, to not grow weary when it comes to... um, to not grow weary, you know, when it comes to this journey, to trust that you will provide, Lord. Um, I love you and I thank you. And it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. It's your boy, Rock Keese. I want to welcome you all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank you all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 96, and I'm truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets to stood up for this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. For those of you who are used to the intro, you probably didn't realize, probably didn't recognize it, but... um. I am currently in the process of electronically, digitally transitioning from the artist name Nat Freeman back to my birth name, Rockies. Um It's something that I want to do for a while, um, but just the whole digital aspect of it, it's so, it's, it's so difficult. So it's to the point where and this is boring talk, so bear with me. But basically, if I want to change my digital imprint and, and change it from Nat Freeman back to my birth name, I would have to delete everything and then start all over again, right? And so I'm in the process of figuring out what's the best move. So when you start seeing my content pop up as Rock Keys, understand that that's not the name change. Nat Freeman was a name change. Rock Keys is going back to my birth name, right? And um I think it's just I think it's just time, you know, something that I've been slowly trying to do and I've just ran into so many hurdles on the digital end and I just feel like uh it may be worth just a clean slate just to lose all the Nat Freeman stuff and just start clean with new content as Rock Keys and just run it up from there, you know. So I will keep you guys updated for those of you who like to, you know, stream my music and things of that nature. I'll keep you all updated because, uh, yeah, the the way things are going to work themselves out is very interesting, I'll say. But, uh, yeah, this episode, I really just want to jump into humility. I think that's a big thing I want to talk about is humility on this episode. 
before I begin the episode, I also want to give you guys an update on interviews. This is something that I have been wanting to do, something I've been talking to y'all about. Um, it's pretty hard booking interviews these days, just with the limited, um, with the small window that I have to interview people. So um, just be patient. Be patient. Uh, the interviews will come. I know that they will. But uh, yeah, just, just coordinating with people and finding time windows that works is pretty difficult at this moment. But um, yeah, just just bear with me as uh, we get to that point. But I just want to talk. I just want to talk about humility. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, listening. Listening. Um, it's something that I don't think we do enough of. In this season, God is really telling me to be quiet, to listen. Um, I think that we are all really good at talking. We do a great job of talking, right? Like that's why social media is so is so awesome, right? That's why you see so many people um, starting podcasts, right? Like starting YouTube channels. It's it's so easy to talk, 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 talk. It's so easy, right? You just talk. You just say whatever, you know. But I'm learning to listen more and to speak only when needed. To and when I do speak. Um, be mindful of things I'm saying. Don't just be talking just to talk, right? Like, move with intentionality, right? And it's really made me rethink things, right? Like, there's so many things where I say it and I wish I could walk it back. Or there's times where I'm just talking because... I just feel like I need to say something, right? And I don't need to say something, right? <laughs> and so that also comes down to listening to God, you know? Um, we're in such a rush to move, you know? We, we wanna move, we wanna make decisions, we want to, you know, jump to conclusions. And um, I'm just I'm just being reminded in this season just to listen, you know? Uh, this world is so loud. Like there's just people always talking and talking and talking and people be talking about nothing. And um, I'm just reminded just to listen, to be present, you know, to, to listen, you know, um, and to really take in what's being said, whether that is another human being or whether that's God, because the thing is, is, um, as humans, because we are curved in ourselves, because we are so self-centered, because we are so sinful, that we listen until it goes against what we want to hear, right? So, you know, you know, you think about what they call it. Uh, I can't think. I can't think what's called bias conf- confirmation or whatever. But it's like the listening. We're listening at a peak when we see something, a piece of content that connects with what we already think, right? So like, if I think that, you know, this is just an extreme example, but if I think that women should just shut up and sit in the kitchen and 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 not have a role in society, if there's someone who's pushing that content, it's really easy for us to lock in and listen and to really sink our teeth into it. But it's really because they're just, uh, you know, it's the confirmation bias. They're just, they're just confirming what we already think, right? They're just, but it's a whole nother challenge. It's a whole nother thing to listen to someone who is speaking on something that doesn't line up with what we think. And there are times where I'm listening to things or listening to people, and they're saying things that I know, and my hearts, the hearts are right but I may not want to hear because that's not what I'm trying to listen to. That's not what I'm on. Right. And so I'm just reminded to listen because the thing that I know about God is that when God is speaking, God, his plans for me are contrary to a lot of the societal norms. They're contrary to a lot of things that I would want for myself. Right. Like, I would think that there's a better way to teach me to be grateful, to teach me to be humble, 
than to burn down my apartment. But that's what he deems suitable, right? And so we just need to listen more, man. We need to listen. Uh, we are really good at talking. Everyone can talk, 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 talk. There ain't enough people listening, you know what I'm saying? And so even when you think about what we, what we uh, you know, subscribe to, right? Like we're not subscribing to stuff that may go against what we think, right? We're not listening to people who may challenge us. We're not watching stuff that may challenge us. We're watching stuff that's that's easy, that's comfortable. And I think that's what I really enjoy about um, being part of the, the body of Christ, being part of a church, being part of a church that is um, scripturally sound, is that there are a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there. That's that's like one of the main things I look for when I when I'm looking for like a ministry or looking for like something, is I'm looking for something that goes against my thinking. Like I'm not like I, I used to try to look for stuff that was suitable to me, right? And really what I used to be looking for is the presence of God, right? And so I really I really enjoy that in the this walk of faith that it's if you if you're sticking to a text that the text is the text and that's it. You know, there is no remixing it, there is no twisting it, bending it to make it uh fit you. The text is the text. The text is the text. And so um, just listen more, man. Listen more. Listen more to your partner. Listen more to your kids. Listen more to your coworkers. Listen more to your siblings, your parents, um, your cousins. Listen more to just people, you know, who that you come across, strangers, you know. Um, listen to, just listen more, man. You know, we talk, 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 talk. And so... With that, also just listening to God more, you know, um, listening to God. One thing that I want to practice more is uh, going into prayer is awesome, but uh, just sitting in silence with God and letting him talk, listening to him talk, right? Because then we get to a good space, right? We're like, we're, you know, we're really good at coming to him with requests, 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 um, you know, uh, things that burden us. And you need to do that, right? But the listening aspect, the listen portion of it is really, really important. Uh, it's super important. So in this particular time of my life, God is reminding me to listen. And I think that comes with stewardship, right? Um, you know, we always hear people talk about the, how powerful the tongue is, right? How powerful our words are, right? And so with that being said, with those things being true, I need to be mindful of the things that I'm saying and not just what I'm saying, but when I'm saying it, you know what I'm saying? Um, just really sitting in things and um, just listen, 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 listen. Um, I know that sounds contradictory for someone who's on the podcast, right? But uh, I'm definitely in a space of just listening you know like i think about when i was younger and i think about i reflect on things that i would just say things that i would just post and you know what i'm saying it's like i'm just posting just to post like i'm not post there's no reason to post it no rhyme to post it no rhythm to post it i'm just posting it for what for why like what is this doing you know what i'm saying i remember just saying stuff like i remember being a kid just walking around the house or even being a younger adult and just saying stuff, you know, it's like, well, why am I even saying this? Like, you know, I'm not saying, oh, just shut up and be quiet unless you have some profound to say, but just thinking things through, man. Sometimes we just be uh, talking when we need to listen. So um, that's definitely something that uh, I'm definitely taking heed to, right? Because like I've said before on this podcast, God is not in the business of suggestions. He's in the business of commands. So when God tells you something, it's not, hey, man, you know, if you want to do this, if you, if this works for you, if it ain't for you, cool. I just want to throw a little suggestion. It's like, no, there's a reason why God's telling me to listen. To listen. Speaking of listening, um, I had a very profound, very short, very 
helpful conversation yesterday. Um, won't really get into details of how things have come about, but you know, I was given this special assignment for our Christmas reflection service, and you know, I, Pastor um, was you know like, hey, like let's let's link up after service and let's kind of go over what this is and so you know we went over everything and as he's naming you know just the different people and all the different things you know i joke with him i'm like man like you know you got all these heavy hitters in the church you know people who you know you know gonna bring a good word people who you know you know are solid in their walks you got all these people who are going to be presenting at this um, Christmas reflection. And then I said, what do I fit in on this, on this bill? <laughs> and um, he said something profound and simple. He just said, I see you. I see what you're trying to do. And he was like, I'm just going to tell you that you just need to be who God has called you to be. And it sounds like a no duh statement, right? But what I'll say is this, is that when you're in this world, when you're here, it can be challenging for us to consistently be who God has called us to be. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I can't speak for you, but I know that if I was to 100% hit the mark all the time on who God has called me to be, I don't know how many friends I would have. I don't know how my relationships would look because if I said the things that were always, if I always said the things that God put on my heart, if I always did those things, either people would love me and be so much further in their walks, their situations, or they would hate me and walk away and turn their back on me, right? And so... I just want to encourage you all to be who God has called you to be. Um, as you look through scripture, you see the consequences. You see the responses. Like you, you think about King David and how King David was literally just walking in what God, what God called him to be and to do. And King Saul's response, his own son, you know, um, Absalom, you know, you think about, uh, you know, you think about John the Baptist, right? You think about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul wasn't doing nothing to nobody. He was just literally being who he was called to be, doing what he was called to do. But to kind of circle back on the first part of this podcast, it's not aligned with what people what people's ideas of their life and of this world, right? And so I want I want to encourage you all as I continue to grow in that, I want to encourage you all to be who you're called to be and to understand that um, there's going to be a, 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 a cost to pay. There's a price to pay for walking with God. But that's, that's a no-duh, right? Like, look at Jesus. He paid the ultimate price, right? And so you just think about it. And so for me, what that means is just going back to the text, sticking to the text, really sticking to it and, and writing that out, right? And writing out with it, you know, because one thing that I'm always reminded is that as the role that I was called to be in my household, everyone's watching me. And so... For better or for worse, I'm setting the tone. And so if I get sloppy, if I'm letting certain things go, if I'm not addressing certain things, then I'm teaching everyone that that's not that important to God, that that's okay, right? So, you know, for instance, um, like one big thing for me is like I have a I have special playlists on my phone um, for both of my sons and I've heard these songs a million times and the playlist, they grow over time. Right. But <coughs> I've heard these songs a million times. Like 
so many times. It's it's ridiculous. Like I know the songs by heart now, but I I choose those songs, those kid their kid rap songs, their uh, worship songs, different things. I choose those particular songs because I understand that when as my boys get older and get into more consciousness of what's going around them. If I'm supposed to be the example of a man of Christ and they see me and I'm letting certain things go in their mind, I'm teaching them that that's not important to God, that that's okay to let slide. Right. So it's like, I can't stop anyone from doing what they do. Right. Like whether it's my wife, my boys, whether it's uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ at church, all I could do is do me, right? All I could do is, you know, be in prayer and try to set the example, right? So, you know, there will come a time where my sons will get older and they will experience the world. They may have a drink. They may smoke. They may um, engage in different things, right? They may, you know, curse. I don't know, whatever, right? But from my standpoint, if I'm setting the tone of what's important to God and I'm living that out, at least there will be something where as they go through those things, there's something in their heart, letting them know that I'm sinning. I'm not doing right. If that makes sense to you. Right. So it's like guys reminding me that I need to set the tone, the example of what this looks like, because right or wrong, they can only interpret what this looks like through me. And then as they get older, right, as they get more into text, right, they'll be able to understand and be able to lean on to Jesus' example. But as children, just with the simple, the simplicity, the very straightforward black and white um, perspective, they can only go off of me, right? They can only go off of what they see. So, you know, how I pray, how I move, you know, certain things, how I treat the homeless, like those are things, how I treat the less fortunate, those are things where... You know, I look at my son and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, he every time there's opportunity, like like we were at Denny's yesterday and there was a flyer that was talking about, um, you know, donate how you could round up your dinner total and that would go towards feeding, you know, uh, families who are in need. And he was like, oh, like, that's an opportunity for us to do this. Right. And so uh, that's an opportunity for us to help others. And so it's like just setting that small example for him of how to help that <clears throat> to, to, uh, that to help others that that's important. Right. And so, because that's something that I have emphasized as something that slowly, but surely he's comprehending. Right. And he's eight is going to be a long process, but, uh, you know, he's seen those opportunities. Right. But because I'm showing him that that's important to God, when he sees when he sees opportunities to help a homeless person who's outside of Taco Bell, or he's seeing a flyer to donate money, or whatever it is, the angel tree at church, those things he understands are important to God. And he's like, all right, like those are things that we should do, right? And so, <clears throat> you really set the example uh, for those around you. And so, um, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of merging two separate ideas. So walk with me, but um you really set the tone for what's important, right? And the thing that God was telling me today in my prayer time is like, it may be something small, right? Like it may be something really small, but think of it like this, right? Like if I am allowing small things to slip, if I am, you know, passing up on small things, then eventually I'm going to level up, right? You know, it's, it's like when I was, you know, I mean, it's it's like, it's like, when I was, uh, you know, smoking, right? And it'd be like, oh, like, you might smoke at a party here and there. Then it's like, okay, now I'm, you know, smoking at the house. But I'm only buying a $20 bag. Now I'm buying a $50 bag. Now I'm buying a $100 bag. You know, maybe I used to smoke before I went to bed. But now I'm smoking before I eat. Now I'm smoking before I go to a concert. Now it's like leveling up. But it really just started from something really small, right? And so... 
Um, I just I'm just reminded by God in my prayer time today that the small things matter when it comes to your long term, your big picture liturgies. Right. Like there's no way that uh, the little small things could slide and then like all the big things hit. Right. You know, so it's like God take care of those small things. Right. But um, back to the other point, too. Walk in who God called you to be. Um, it's our sin nature. It's our fearful nature to want to be accepted by his world, right? Like we want to present like the like keep it real with yourself. If you if you are a professing Christian, keep it real with yourself. The you that you present to your coworkers or to other people outside of your church circle. It's not something that you could really take home, something that you'd be proud of, something that you would want to talk about, right? <clears throat> but when we get in those spaces, right, you know, we start to get a little loose. We start, um, you know, watching shows they watch. We start to, you know, do different things, right? We start to really, um, next thing you know, we're, we're gossiping. We're engaging, indulging in certain conversations. We're trafficking in certain spaces that... Um, ain't meant for us, you know, it's like we start, we start to get into different spaces, right? And I'm guilty of it too, where, you know, you get around your coworkers and conversations start happening, you know, things start happening and from afar, somebody walked in that room and was like, where's the Christian? They can't even point me out. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, Understand that walking in who God has called you to be has a price. Understand that walking in who God has called you to be will not make you likable, will not make you favorable. You will not be liked as much as you would if you were to engage in what the world engaged in. Like if if I was to engage in what the average man engages in, like if I had a football team and I was all uber masculine and you know uh i had side pieces all the stuff that like i see men do stuff that 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 is uh encouraged for men to do <clears throat> if i was a talk the way they talk you know if i if i was drinking ipas and doing all that stuff like that i'd be super liked i'd be super duper you know popular right like if i was to switch up the music and you know, make the music and do certain things with, with the gift that God's given me. If I was to do different things with it, I'd be super liked. I have more streams. I have more, you know, if I was to use this podcast and I was talking about Kyrie Irving and I was talking about uh, Jerry Jones and, um, you know, Donald Trump or, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, helps people get likes and get views, you know, I'd be, I'd be, you know, much further, but that's not what God called me to do to space. God don't want me talking about no Jerry Jones on here. God don't want me talking about no um, Kanye, no Kyrie, no, um, you know, you know, no gossip. You know, he don't even want me to talk about, you know, takeoff or, um, you know, whatever else is happening. You know, PB and Rock, you know, unless it's centered around him. You know what I'm saying? Not to do things simply for attention to be liked more to whatever it is that we're looking for right so um just know that just know that and that's something that god has reminded me in that conversation was that you're called to do this but understand that there's a price to pay but understand that everything that you lose in comparison will be rubbish will be rubbish will be garbage will be trash compared to what you'll gain. Man. We're talking about humility on this episode, right? Um, talking about humility. We're talking about humility, man. Um, I love this season so much because uh, I really love going to church during this season because uh, 
it's a recentering, a refocusing, you know. Um, it's reminding me who my hope comes from. My hope doesn't come from money. My hope doesn't come from success. Doesn't come from anything that my eyes could visually see, that my hands could touch, that my money can buy. Same thing with my peace. Same thing with my joy. Same thing with love. Talk about humility on here. I, I, I'm so grateful for this season. Um, just always reminds me. I think I think I, I think it's a beautiful way. I, I think it's so awesome that Christmas is at the end of the year because those other eleven months is a grind. It's crazy how fast we'll forget, we'll get lost in the sauce, we'll get lost in the mix. Whether it's you know car accidents happen, people dying, um, you know, just stuff happening. Like there was a time where we were just busy. It's like party, this party comes up, that party comes up, um, this situation comes up, that situation comes up. And it was just busy, 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 busy. And sometimes it gets so busy that all you could do is focus your mind on the busy, right? Like all you're thinking about is how you're going to pay that bill. All you're thinking about is um, the logistics of to this and to that. And you forget about God. And so I think it's really cool that Christmas is how we end the year. And um, I really look forward. I was given this project uh, for this Christmas reflection. And for me, uh, I spent my whole day after service just really taking in and reflecting and just meditating on all of it. Meditating on him, you know. Because he physically is not sitting here in front of us, because we physically cannot see him, touch him, hang with him, it's so easy for us to forget him. It's so easy for us to get further and further away from him, right? You know, you don't reach the you don't reach your Bible for one day. That one day turns into two months. You know, um, you don't go you don't go to service one day. That that turns into one year, and then you start having all the excuses. You know, like. You know, I've I heard people say gas prices, like gas too expensive to be going to church. Like, I got to save my gas, you know, like you hear all these different things and we start to get further and further and further and further. And before we know it, we like that Kiki Palmer, uh, you know, meme where it's like, I don't know who that man is, you know, whatever. And so um, it's an awesome time of the year to draw near, to come back, um, to remember and to get our mind right, to recenter us, refocus us on what really matters, you know. And I know I'm I'm the Debbie Downer guy, I'm the killjoy. Um, you know, I'm boring, you know, I'm vanilla, you know, I don't I don't I don't necessarily have the same sensibilities that uh the world's been given. But I'm also thankful for that, right? But um ultimately this life's about him. Um this life's about serving him. This life ain't about money. This life ain't about nothing. This life's about him, serving him, um, serving his kingdom. That's what it's ultimately about. You know, all the other stuff is cool. You know, it's there. But ultimately, the the, the nuts and, and bolts of this, the, the, the meat and bones of this is him. It's him. And I feel like this is a great time to recenter and refocus because once we recenter and refocus, the way that we live out everything is so much different. When we're centered in him, focused on him, the way we live out everything is different. The way we live out marriage, the way we live out parenthood, the way we live out um, co-workerhood, the way we live out childhood, the way we lived out um, servanthood, all these different hoods, all these different things, you know, the way we live out um, our gifts, the way we live out our suffering, the way we live out our pain becomes so much more different when we're centered and focused on him. You know, I always use the apartment fire as example. But once again, you know, people always freak out over that fire. Like, man, like, I remember your response in that time. I remember 
your response. And it wasn't a response. It wasn't um, it wasn't fear. It wasn't um, panic. But the funny thing is, is that those things weren't absent, right? Like fear, the panic, the worry, all that stuff was not absent in the time of the fire. Do you hear me? It was not absent. It was it was in the back, but it was not driving. It was not driving the ship. It was not consuming me, right? Because I knew in that time, I just had to immediately center myself in him, focus in him, and understand that I don't know what this is, but I trust you. And, you know, uh, Sister Catherine did a great job this Sunday um, just talking about knowing God, uh, believing God, trusting him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, first and foremost, you got to know God. You got to know God. You got to know God. Then you got to believe in him. And then you got to trust him. And so as I'm looking at at that apartment, I'm looking at eight years of my life. Gone. It's an end. It's a wrap. This is it. I knew I just had to trust him. I had to trust him. Like, whatever you about to have me go through from this point on, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And so um, when we're sitting to him, the way we live out everything, not just not just these simple roles, like I said, you know, not just the parenthood, the very obvious things. I'm talking about how you live out suffering, how you respond to suffering, because the big thing is you're going to go through everything. You, we're going to experience death like legit. Uh, one of my childhood friends found me on Facebook or Instagram and he added me and um, I was going through his page. Right. Like just like, you know, just seeing how he been, what he'd been up to. You know what I'm saying? Doing the doing the uh thing where people you get a new follower and you like their pictures and stuff. And I saw like a old photo of him and his dad. And when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh man, his dad passed. And this is a guy, um, his dad was someone that you know, from like ages, I wanna say like ages sixteen to probably 20 years old from ages 16 to 20 was a guy that I saw maybe four or five times a week. Like I always saw him. And so, you know, just to, you know, um, just to know that he's gone. Right. You know, you, you, things just happen. Right. Like think like you can't run from it. Like you can't run from, you know, people passing, you can't run from, um, you know, the suffering of your life, car accidents, um, you know, uh, financial stuff, uh, you know, you can't run from this stuff, but you can't avoid stuff. It's going to happen. But the way we respond, um, who we lean on to, who we go to, right? Like, you know, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, when I used to go through things, I used to lean on to, you know, different things, you know, whether it was, you know, and and there's things that are helpful, right? Like, like for me, when I'm just overwhelmed or whatnot, it does really good for me to get out and get some fresh air. But ultimately, fresh air ain't enough. Fresh air alone ain't enough, right? Like, it's good, you know, there's all the science behind working out and all the stuff that it does. But ultimately, it needs to be him. <laughs> like, it needs to be him. I used to be going to him. It needs to be sitting to him, right? And so uh, I just love this season because it recenters us. It puts us right back to where we need to be because you can't stop life. Like, I always tell my wife, like, you can't stop life from happening, right? Like, one thing that I really hate about jobs, my my number one thing I hate about jobs is that, like, jobs don't count for real life happening. Like, jobs just think that you're going to go to work every day, that you're going to devote your life to them. And a lot of people do, so I understand why they think that, right? But they don't account for real life happening, right? Like, 
like at my job, there's so many people getting the flu, you know, I've, you know, at my job, since I, I've only been at my job for what, a year and a half. And, you know, um, people's parents have died at my job. People's um, spouses have died. Um, you know, people got COVID on multiple occasions. Their kids got COVID. All kind of stuff has happened, right? People's parents, you know, all this stuff has happened. And you can't stop life from happening, right? And when that stuff happens, you know, work is, you know, because they're a job, right? They're not worried about you. They're worried about um, how this is going to impact your performance and, you know, how long will it take for you to come? You know, all that stuff, right? All that stuff, they ain't got nothing to do with nothing, right? But uh, I really despise that about work life is that they don't account for life happening. Like, they have stuff in place like PTO, sick leave, all these things because legally they have to, but they don't count for you needing to use three three weeks of, of, of PTO because your mom has died and you're going through depression and, you know, you, you can't even find the space to, the mental space to work and you got to figure out real life as far as like, you know, getting her uh, arrangements and, you know, they don't think about stuff, right? Like when they give you sick leave and PTO and they give you this COVID leave, they, they, they don't they don't expect you, your wife to get COVID and you miss a whole week of work. You know what I'm saying? Like they have this family leave thing, but they're not expecting people to really have kids and be gone for 12 weeks. They don't anticipate that stuff. Right. And. It's crazy. <laughs> and so. You can't stop life. You can't stop life from happening. Right. You can't stop life from happening. You know, it's like that saying, you can't stop rain from falling, but you can't, you can't stop rain from falling, but you could get an umbrella, right? So it's still, just because you got an umbrella don't mean it, it ain't still raining. And so um, I say all that to say, I'm just grateful to be recentered in this season. Yo. I know I talked about breaking down the songs off of may these songs help and I'm slipping because <laughs> I've been, you know, just having other messages come to me. I didn't even expect to have time to do this episode. So I gave you guys a bonus episode last week, but um, yeah, I was able to still do my usual Monday thing. So next Monday, God willing, if, if the Lord spares me, I will get back to um, breaking down songs from may these songs help. Uh, or I hope these songs help. So I will get back to that series, get back to dissecting songs and all that good stuff that I like to nerd out on. That's really cool to me. So with that being said, um, I'm just going to pick a random track. I don't know which track I'm going to pick, but uh, yeah, I'm going to pick a random track and I'm going to drop it at the end of this episode. Um, Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I thank you for all the 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 new listeners, the new subscribers that have come along. Um, you know, I've gotten, you know, once again, that's what I love about where I'm at right now in my uh, ministry is that it's very personal. Where once again, I could have literal conversations with the people who listen to the podcast. Like, if I could go onto my podcast and see the listeners, I would be able to tell you who they are personally. I'm not at a point where I have a hundred listeners. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never knew this person. Who is this person, right? I'm at, a, I'm at a very local point of it right now. So with that being said, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Thank you for, you know, sharing this with, with your people. I thank you because once again, this is not a sexy podcast. Um, this is just a man talking about walking with God, you know what I'm saying? Documented. This, this is a, a audio, um, diary, <laughs> you know, it's an audio diary, man. And so I thank you all for just walking with me, you know what I'm saying? And within these 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, I hope that there is something that resonates with you that you are able to take with you. Um, last thing I'll say before I get out of here is implementation over information. 
there is so much information out there, so much content out there. And what I've had to do is I've had to narrow things down. Like I remember I was listening to like five or six sermon series at one time. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I was just really taking a lot of content and it was like all over the place where one person's talking about um, Daniel, one person's talking about um, Jonah, one person's talking about this, that. It's just all over the place, right? And so um, I just had to narrow it down and keep it simple and really work on implementation. Um, information is no good if there's no implementation, right? Like I always use, you know, kids example, right? Where it's like um, the lack of obeying or even us, right? I'll just use adults. Our, our lack of disobedience isn't because we don't read enough scripture, isn't because we don't pray enough, it's because we're not implementing things, right? And, you know, yeah, scripture and prayer definitely go hand in hand, right? But the big issue is that we're not implementing it. We're not living it. You know, we're just simply gaining information, right? And that comes from this world where, you know, it's about passing the test, right? Like, I took a class on Adobe when I was in a junior high school. I don't remember nothing about Adobe, but I did enough to pass that test, right? So like, if it came down to it, and I need to use Adobe for something, I wouldn't be able to use those skills. Now, there's certain things where I could be able to take from it, but most of that stuff was about passing tests. And so we carry that same mentality over into our life, our Christian walk, where we're just trying to um, accumulate a bunch of information, have enough information to be able to quote a scripture out of nowhere, have enough information to be able to post on Twitter or Instagram to show people that we still doing this thing just in case, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's more about implementation. You know, it, it, it don't, it don't do me no good to buy all these books about from Tim Keller or to listen to those 10 sermons I was listening to, um, all that stuff. It don't do me no good to do all this Bible reading that I do to do all this praying and to not implement nothing for my life not to reflect the things that have been given to me, right? And so um, implementation over information, you know? Um, because there are people, I don't even want to be mean, but hear me out. There are people that could run, could run it up when it comes to health. They could tell you all the things you need to do. And then you look at them and they out of shape. There are people who go on TV shows, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths, the whoever, you know, the uh, Max Kellermans, and they can talk hoops. They can talk sports all day. You know, they can tell you about what LeBron did wrong. They can tell you about what Tom Brady did wrong. But they can't go out there and throw a football to their life. They can't go out there and get a bucket. They can't hit a home run. They can't do nothing. But they got all this information, but can't implement that information they have and do it themselves. implementation over information it don't do you no good to have all the information if you ain't implementing it you know if you're not using it now obviously it's cool right you can share you know you could be able to educate others right you know what i'm saying like there are people who you know like there's coaches in sports who who can't do what lebron do but they could coach and maximize lebron's potential right but what i'm talking about is in a spiritual sense where you know, it's cool to be able to, you know, preach scripture to everybody else, be able to put stuff on on, on on social media, be able to put stuff in your lyrics, be able to, you know, do whatever. But it does, you know, good if, if, if you can't walk that yourself, if you can't honor God with that yourself. Right. And so um, implementation is what I'm saying. Impl implement, you know, instead of trying to accumulate so much information just to have information. Work on implementing those things, you know, if, if the if the scripture says um, if there's something that you read, I mean, it could be anything, right? Scripture, it could be something about dieting. You know, if, if you read something 
about scripture, you read a text, read the text, and it says to rejoice in your suffering, you know, try that. Implement that. Work on that. You know, the scripture says love God. Uh, it says, you know, love, love God, love others. Work on that. Work on that. It don't do me no good to just say it, to just, you know, wear it on T-shirts, to put in my lyrics, to, you know, make money off of it, but then not live that out. What, what, what good is it? You know what I'm saying? Implementation over information. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Um, thank you all again. Thank you all again. I love you. This your boy, Rakees. This is the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. I love y'all. yee Special.